and welcome to Cartridge Club Portable. I am your host, Curtis Freisel, and this month, my very special guest is none other than Richard, a.k.a. Ramvox. How you doing, Richard? Curtis? Yeah? Curtis? Can you hear me? Curtis? Are you messing with me? I am. I'm very excited to be I here. I hate you. I hate you. I'm staring right at you. Uh, yeah, this is your first time on CC Portable. Welcome. It is. Thanks for having me on. I was I was so close to inviting myself on, and then you went and invited me. It was perfect. Well, it was a match made in heaven. You're to me. You're kind of like amongst the Cartridge Club. You're a get. You're a you're a special get. <laughs> you know, you don't just go on any podcast. To, to you know willy nilly it's it's a special occasion when the Ramvox appears on another podcast that isn't retro fandango it's it's good for me to get out once in a while you know i stay in the fandango zone a little too much so th- this is healthy this is nice that's good and you played a game uh you know it, it hasn't <laughs> I did. been a I lot of video game talk like in the, the game. fandango <laughs> <laughs> no we've moved on that's great though i love it all all the the uh, movies and model kit talk. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're getting a great reaction from all of that lately. I'm sure. I, I, you know what I am actually very interested in, and I love hearing about, is your, uh, what do you call it, Voxcade? Yeah, yeah. I've been working on my own arcade machine, which I hope to put a little more work into it today. It's pretty close i mean it's it's ghetto is very ghetto uh if you watch any of those tutorials online where people make their own arcades they got plans they download diagrams they say oh it's so easy you do this 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 they put decals on the side make it look slick mine's nothing like that i'm taking a bunch of scrap wood that i have laying around the house and all found parts and i'm just i mean the controls i had to buy the the joysticks and the buttons um but aside from that i'm just using found materials but it's a fun project i've always wanted uh my own arcade yeah it looks really great i have one question are you sanding the wood uh it I didn't sand it yet. I wanted to piece everything together, and then it it's due. Like, that's probably the next step, is to okay. just sand the whole thing down, because edges are rough. Yeah. I don't know why that means so much to me, but in your pictures, it looks very <laughs> smooth. And had it, I'm surprised it hasn't been sand, because it looks really nice in the pictures I've seen. Well, like I said, it's found materials, so, so. some of those pieces are from uh, previously existing pieces of furniture that were professionally sanded. So I got a little head start. Oh, well, this is, I'm sure, thrilling conversation for our listeners out there talking <laughs> about wood sanding. Uh, but that's not what we're here for, Richard. No, we are here for CC Portable's Game of the Month, Season 2 Finale. And the game we played this month was Lilo and Stitch for the Game Boy Advance. Now, this was released in North America on June 7th, 2002, I believe the same year as the movie... And it was. Did you see? Sorry, can I interrupt you? Did you yeah, see the movie? You know what? I did. I watched it after I played this game. Oh, perfect. Because uh, so, that that was one of my questions. Is just is this game based on the movie? The plot do, of the movie? Why or do is this... you have questions? Uh, you're my guest. I'm the one with questions. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll get to talking. See, this, again, I need to. All right. I'm yeah, sorry. Well, stop hosting. Damn it. 
Mm. Um, no, so where were we? Yes, uh, it was released in 2002. It was succeeded by another Game Boy Advance sequel, and that was uh, Lilo and Stitch 2. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. It's like Hamsterville Havoc? I don't know. Hamster, um, I, I saw that. I saw that. Hamster Evil? Ham, hamster Hamsterville? Hamster, how is it? Hamsterville. Is it like a German thing? Uh, it sure looks like it, it. There's an umlaut over the A. So what does, does that make it a long A? Is that like Hamsterville? Hamster. Hum, hamsterville? It, Mm, that sounds good. That sounds pretty good, right? We're going to go sounds, with that. I don't know if it's right, but it sounds good. No, it does sound good. You're very This is why I have you on here cuz you're you're you have all these astute observations. And that was very astute. I'm doing my best. Um, but yeah, so this is a game that you've probably heard of. I I, I see it pop up on a lot of hidden gems lists. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You see, you see it and I went out and I found this game at a convention. It was 5 bucks. And you hear all these things about it. It's constantly getting compared to Metal Slug. Who doesn't love Metal Slug or or even Contra? You know the run the run and gun games. And this is our first run yeah. and gun game we've done for CC Portable. I thought let's do something weird and kooky that maybe not everyone has played before. And I'm glad because I'd never played this. And what a treat it was. Uh, how how did you how did you play this, Richard? Did you you I'm assuming you emulated it or something. You assume correctly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you didn't I, have to pay um, the five bucks or whatever the yen equivalent is. I'm. I don't think I've ever actually had this game uh, before. So yeah, it's my first experience with this. Um, yes. <laughs> well, what did you think? Let's uh, let's get into it. Chat me up about Lilo and Stitch. All right. Well, uh, when I heard about the game. I heard it was a Metal Slug clone. I was like, okay, that's cool. I really like the Metal Slug games. Arcadey fun. Sounds great. Put it in. Um, immediately, I, I... Are we going into all the details now? Whatever you want. Whatever. All right, excellent. It's, it's... First thing that drew me in were the visuals. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I'm playing this via emulation on a large screen. So, of course, Game Boy Advance stretched out into a, a television screen. Doesn't look great. It's a little blocky, sure. but you can appreciate it for the size that it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Visuals are great. Lots of great animation, which was kind of a telltale from um, with some of those older Disney games. Uh, stuff like uh, Aladdin on the Genesis or The Lion King or yes, The Jungle the 16-bit Book. Oh, 16 Yes, yeah. They had some really slick animation from the... The Disney animation teams, I believe, got involved with, in, with a lot in of these definitely games. Definitely in some of them. I know Aladdin for sure, mm-hmm. um, and I assume probably Lion King. I, I, you know, there's a lot of them out there, like Beauty and the Beast and Jungle Book. I, it's hard to say which ones. I don't know if Disney worked on all of them, but the one I know absolute for sure is Aladdin for the Genesis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, visuals got me in right away. I mm-hmm. thought this game was just a treat to look at. And then um, running around and, and playing his stitch and shooting up all the bad guys and stuff, it felt good. All the controls felt really nice. I was having a fun time. But for the life of me, I don't know if it was the emulation. I don't know if it's me. might be me. I could not get past that first friggin' stage. It took me at least 12 times to get past that first stage. I found this game extremely difficult right from the get-go. You are not alone. I was thinking the same thing, and it took me a few tries. Definitely not 12. I'm better at video games than you. (laughs) But I... I, Well, 
I think the stage is broken up into like three sections, right? Yeah. There's yeah. like two run and gun sections and then a boss fight. Uh, or I is believe it just three sections it's, it's, and yeah, it ends with so a boss it was, fight? It was um, basically you had three save states. It was the first yeah. section, second section, third section, and then boss fight. Right, so if right. you died at the boss, you wouldn't have to go back and repeat that third segment. Right. And mm. um, yeah, it's it's no joke. Uh, when it comes to the difficulty, um, and it, it, yeah, so this level—it's a long level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as a as you're playing this and realizing how hard it is, you think, man, this game, this is gonna be a tough game and long. It's gonna be a mm-hmm. long, tough game. And what's funny is, I, I think the first level is the hardest level in the whole game. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I, I hit the same thing. Um, the first level is, uh, when people compare this to metal slug, that's the first level. Yes. You, you run and you shoot and stitch basically has the same move set as a metal slug character. He's got his regular fire. Um, he's got these pineapple grenades, uh, that he can pick up and, and jump. And then that's it. If you've played metal slug, you know exactly how that feels. And, um, it, it was so ridiculously hard, but thankfully they give you unlimited continues you can just continue as many times as you want and to uh, just improve and get better i found that first stage really tough and then i got to the second stage i was so excited and then suddenly i was lilo i wasn't expecting that i had no idea that the gameplay was going to switch up so when everyone says this was a metal slug clone they forgot to mention that it's only part metal slug it's also an odd world clone Because the Lilo stages are all about these stealthy puzzle solving and, you know, trying to sneak past enemies or um, push the right button to get to the right door and all that stuff. And that just completely threw me. So that was a whole nother uh, learning curve. It was just, okay, I learned how to do the stitch part. Now I got to learn how to do the Lilo part. Absolutely. And to piggyback on that, uh, you get to the Lilo level. And you just came from this high-octane action. You're shooting aliens, you know, you're running and gunning. And then you switch into stealth mm-hmm. mode. And it, it takes, it, at least for me, it took a bit for my brain to adjust because you're used to, okay, well, and they don't give you a lot of control stuff to, to work with. You're kind of figuring it out on your own. Yes. And yeah. Lilo has this, like, stuffed animal or something that mm-hmm. kind of you think is a weapon. Right. right. And there are mm-hmm. some like mosquitoes like that you can swat out of the air. You yep. don't need that. You, you're not supposed to use it. That's what I found out uh, after I beat the level. I was like, what did that even do? Because I assumed the mosquitoes were enemies. Right. And I would stop to swat them and they go away. But then after, you know, the second level was also really difficult for me. So after three or four times going through that, I was just running through and realizing these mosquitoes don't bother me. Why do I have to do this? And no, not at all. I, I didn't know about um, all of the different things that she could do, all of her different actions. There was there was something that she could do. I, I forget what it was, but I, I couldn't figure it out. I actually had to watch a little bit of a playthrough, and I saw her doing some different things. I know exactly. Um, and, I think I know what you're talking about. Is it where she, she tiptoes? Yes, yes, that because was Because there's a moment where the tiptoe you... and the and the camouflage. She has this like oh uh, right with these the bush. leaves and stuff yeah. she brings in. Yeah, 
But with the tiptoes, there's this one moment where you cannot progress unless you tiptoe past this. And I'm trying all these different things. Again, you're kind of learning as you go. And, and I liked it. I don't know. It, some games that would bother me, but this one, I kind of enjoyed discovering as I was going along. But so anyway, so you get to this part where you have to tiptoe past this sleeping alien. And I kept waking it up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have, tr- I have literally tried everything. I don't know what to do. And on the pause screen, they give you little hints. If you pause the game, it goes to a different screen and it gives you little hints. And one of the hints was like, you can tiptoe mm-hmm. by pressing, I don't know, I think it was R, the R button, or the, I the, think the so, right yeah. trigger. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh my God, you can tiptoe? I didn't know that. And of course, that's what it was right away. And so that's how mm-hmm. I figured it out. It was the, the pause screen hints. Yeah, that uh, I was going to ask you, but I guess I, I figured out the answer. You don't have the manual for this game. I do not, no. Yeah, so the controls were just completely up in the air for me because, again, I'm emulating it, so I don't have the standard layout. All my buttons are are mixed around. Oh, right, sure. Um, And I looked online. I tried to find a manual, and I don't know if it's just me again, but I couldn't find one. I couldn't find anything about controls. Anytime I looked up controls, Lilo and Stitch Game Boy, it would just bring me to, like, uh, cheats and options and hints and And stuff like that. And you wanted to not cheat. I to... just wanted basic controls. I sure. figured that would be, there's got to be some database out there. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that second stage also kind of difficult uh, for me to get through. Again, the, the learning curve, you got to figure everything out. I did, however, again, really enjoy the animations because it's little details like that. I mean, if we talk about the characters and the story, there's not much there. Um, are you talking Lilo about, gets, just to clarify, are you talking about the, the sprite animations? Yes, 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 okay. yes. Because if we like talk the about the movie clips too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, but I'm talking about sprite animation. And if you think about the, the characters in the story, you don't get a whole lot. You know, I, I, right. I mean, it's made for kids who kind of know the movie and they know what's going on. But for me, I've never seen the movie. But watching Lilo uh, cover her eyes as she swings that teddy bear and how she jumps up on a ledge and she won't just go up she has to like lift herself up and then yeah right and then she kind of gets her top half up and and then she's got to lift herself off the ground those little animations extra details they didn't need to do but it tells me about the character Mm -hmm. the same for stitch like when he's firing his guns he's got this crazed look on his face and his mouth is open wide and he's just like complete rambo you know firing off um, it, it's little details like that that uh, why I really like some of these Disney games because they're so much fun to look at. Yeah. And that's also the strength of the Metal Slug games because, of course, it's a run and gun. You're supposed to, like, go through it kind of quickly. But if you ever stop and just look at the animations, like, there's so many details that you would just blow right by and little interactions between characters that you'd miss completely. But... Totally. I think I'm old enough now that I can just sit back and, and appreciate all the little work that went into that. So yeah, that is like another level of entertainment for me. It gives this feeling of it's living, you know, like the environments are living. These characters, they're, they're not just static. They, they have this, they're breathing and it's, it's, it makes the whole game come alive more. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely... Again, I, I think I had seen part of this movie, you know, years ago, but I I really don't know anything about it. But 
Um, in the first level, there are all these like crashed planes and broken down cars in the background. Does that play into the story somehow? Okay, let's let's take a little detour for a second and talk about that. So I played this game, and it got I had never seen the movie, and I finished the game, and I thought, you know, I kind of want to watch, I want to, I kind of want to see the movie now and see mm-hmm. how close it is to that. And it happened to be on Netflix at, at this time, and and so I I popped it in. The, the, this game has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> and I was so confused. I looked it up afterwards. And I, actually, I think I have it right here in front of me. Uh, the game takes place at an unknown point in time after the original film. So okay. the whole, like the film is Stitch is this uh, genetic experiment that they want to destroy. Like this, this galactic council wants to destroy. And it ends up escaping... And, like, crash landing on Earth, right? And the crazy doctor, this, like, mad doctor guy that uh, created Stitch chases after him to Earth. And so mm-hmm. there's not very many aliens on Earth. There's n- none of these, like, mosquito bad guys, none of that stuff that's in this game. And then Stitch uh, kind of poses as a dog, and Lilo adopts him. Mm-hmm. And so then that's what kind of kicks off the whole adventure and and uh, okay so things. no um, mosquito monster none of that stuff machines they, do, and all they okay. mention mosquitoes in the movie they say that when they first mention Earth they say like oh um, that's like uh, what do they say it's like some sort of mosquito uh, habitat or like that's where they are testing mosquitoes or something like. They mention okay. mosquitoes, and that's it. That's the only like mention of mosquitoes. Um, and so I was I was really f- confused by all that. When you you take into account in this game, there's like these movie clips. Yeah, which I assumed um, were from the movie. There's a bunch of photos and clips. Uh, so so those movies aren't from no. the, the movie. No, not at all. Now Lilo and Stitch is a big franchise there's like three films and like cartoon shows and stuff so i don't know right, if it came yeah. from any of those but it definitely had nothing to do with the first movie well that's well that's weird though because you said it came out 2002 same as the first film so they couldn't possibly have generated all that other stuff by then again i i don't know wow. if yeah it doesn't say if those videos were yeah but i know it's Kind of blows my mind. Like, did they mm. create those? Because I was at the time with the Game Boy Advance videos, you know, and when they yeah, those that out. was the whole big thing. You can put your own cartoons on the Game Boy Advance. And I'm wondering, did they create that specifically for that game for the technology that they were pushing at that time? Which, if they did, I think that's amazing. Possible, yeah. Which is really cool. Um, but mm-hmm. so anyway, so and you said you have not seen the movie. No, I think I've seen parts of it, but I like I have no memory of it if I did. Right, right, okay. Uh, well, you're not missing anything crucial to this game because <laughs> nothing okay. in common. Uh, but back to the game. So, yes, mm-hmm. so we have the Stitch level. First level is the Metal Slug. Second level yep. is Lilo. Now you're back to Stitch in the third level, and I correct me if I'm wrong, I believe this is the space flying level, right? Yeah. Yeah, the um, the Tempest levels. Ten- yes, it's a lot like Tempest, or it even reminded me of uh, the flying levels in Earthworm Jim. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember those the, when you're flying through like the little the wormhole and Psycho is uh, chasing you or whatever? Yeah, the, the thing that got me about this is when I saw, okay, it's a shooter, like a space shooter level, mm-hmm. I expected it to be something like uh, Space Harrier or just kind of a general shoot 'em up but it does the 360 degree rotation right. which i thought is neat because you don't see that as much um and it it actually gets a little challenging to to line up things in a game like tempest mm-hmm. but for whatever reason uh, immediately once i got to stage 3 in this game the difficulty level just dropped and everything became so much easier mm-hmm. uh those space shooting levels i thought were fun like a fun idea, but I never had any problems with them. I, I zipped right through them. I don't know if I hit like the required number of targets or if the whole objective was just not to get hit and survive to the end, but it just seemed like it was over very quickly, and I don't know that I did anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. It almost seemed more of like a bonus level than anything. Yeah. Because I got mm-hmm. hit a lot, and I still didn't die where it's so easy to die in the regular levels. Yeah, yeah. But well, those know. regular levels, if we can go back to that for a second, yeah. the, the thing that got me most was um, in a game, i got to keep mentioning Metal Slug, but in Metal Slug, when uh, an enemy comes on screen, you see them come on screen, and then they will start attacking. For this game, it felt like the bullets were coming first. So like as soon as they appear, it's like you're already getting hit. And Stitch can jump and he can duck, but the the level is uneven. So even if you duck, you might still be in the line of a bullet. Right. So it's really hard to dodge them. Uh, so I find I just const- you shoot constantly. Right. And he has two different attacks. I don't know why, but one is like you shoot once, and the other one is you hold it and you're just constantly shooting. Right. So I don't right. know why you would want to use the the shoot once option well because sometimes you upgrade the bullets and you get like the stronger bullets that's fair yes i did do that and you Mm -hmm. do want to like save those as much as possible because they take out an enemy in like one hit like every enemy right they also shoot through barriers a lot of times there'll be things behind rocks those those octopus guys with the pineapple launchers they were the worst because that was the one no matter their trajectory would change Based, based on, on where, where you, you are, yep. and they would fire immediately from off screen. So I was getting killed by those uh, very, very often. But those, the special bullet, just fire straight through those boulders. Yeah, the levels did take the the especially the running gun levels did take a, a certain amount of memorization to them. Yeah, you, yeah. you almost had to memorize where the the enemies were coming from and and anticipate it. Right, and and figure out which one you got to take out first. And yeah. there, there were some parts where it was just impossible. I could never get past. I think it was the second part of the first level. You're in some kind of a warehouse or yep. something mm-hmm. with those corrugated metal wall things. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were those octopus guys, like two of them up on a platform. And whenever I got to this certain point, it was like I couldn't get past them. I always had to lose a life and then just respawn and then gun them down right. uh, with the new life. But that I was just brutal. And then there was one other, there was another level with Stitch where you're, and this goes back to Metal Slug, where you're kind of riding around in a tank the whole time, like this alien yeah, yeah, tank yeah. thing, which was great. I think that was the second run and gun level. The second Stitch level, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the second Stitch running. Yeah, you're right. The run and gun level. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And then there was another Lilo sneaking around level, which that that was the one where it was more of a puzzle, like a labyrinth puzzle where you had to hit all the uh, buttons or you had to go through like. Yeah, you have um, to you have to do a bit of that in both. But right. The second one, again, it was just a lot easier. So I remember those first two levels really well because I had to do them so many times. But the second run and gun where you get the tank, that was like a one-time go through. Mm -hmm. The second Lilo stage, that went pretty quickly. Um, And then there was another rocket level, which same thing, Mm -hmm. just zips right by. And then uh, the final level, I kind of remember. It starts off with the, the run and gun stuff. Yeah. But then you get to a couple of um, boss stages, and and they play completely differently. So you do the run and gun, and then it goes to a chase scene, which um, it's Lilo and Stitch doing piggyback rides. And basically all you have to do is run and jump. The, the, The main boss is chasing you from one side, and you just have to keep ahead of him. And I couldn't figure it out at first, and I still don't have a really good idea of it, where Stitch and Lilo, which I thought, sorry to stop for a second, but I think was a great idea because you play as them individually, and now they're together. Right. So for the final boss, you get to, to control both characters. So Lilo is running with Stitch on her back, or you can press a button, and then they'll switch, and then Stitch is running carrying Lilo. Again, great animation because they look completely different and of how they run and how they carry and the expressions on their faces. But I didn't understand why you had to switch between them. I, I wasn't sure if that was just a novelty. But there was one part where I was playing with Stitch on the bottom and I would jump onto this platform and I would die immediately. And I didn't know what it was. I didn't know if there was something there I didn't see, some kind of obstacle or hazard, but it happened so many times that I finally realized, wait, what if I switch to Lilo? And then when she jumped up, she was fine. Yeah. So no, I, I, again, that happened to me too a couple times. And I'm wondering if, and I, it certainly wasn't clear in the level, but I'm wondering mm-hmm. if you you were meant to switch back and forth because that's certain what I believe. Yeah. I, I believe, yeah, it might have been something like there's something that's hazardous to him, but Lilo's okay. Right. But without proper um, uh, knowledge of the thing, without the manual or an explanation, I had no idea what to do. So kind of an it just occurred to me that thing, like yeah, where you switch black to white. Yeah. yeah. So I I think that's what they were going for, but it just wasn't very clear. And well, it wasn't clear. Then to I me finished either. it up. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, and then, of but, course, we get to the final boss. And I loved this boss fight. It was tough, too. You're fighting... It was tough, yeah. This Dr. brought it back Pestis? to the difficulty level. Of the, yeah, right? Dr. Pestis. Yeah, yeah he's, he's like giant this mosquito. robo-cyber mosquito guy. Yeah. And it's got a... Uh, okay, there's a, there's a boss. Oh, what game is it? I think it's Gunstar Heroes. Yes, that's in my notes. Yeah, yeah. That, that there's a boss fight just like it, where you sw- you switch from the bottom of the screen and like switch the gravity and go up to the top of the screen. Yeah, and that was a whole other learning curve right there. Because yep. another thing, I had no idea what to do. And at first, I I didn't figure out the thing. Like you're in a vehicle now. Lilo's driving this vehicle, mm-hmm. and and Stitch is working like a, a tail gunner, and. The boss will come from the front, he'll, he'll come from the left, he'll come from the right, he'll attack the top, he'll attack the bottom. So ultimately, you have to go 
from the bottom, jump up to the top, go to the left, go to the right, keep switching your location and firing on him and dodging his attacks. But the machine that you're in, I didn't know about the double jump to go up to the top first. The first thing it did is it flipped upside down so that I was completely off the screen. It was like I was under the screen. What? You didn't, you didn't see this? No, I never. this never happened to me. I don't know. Maybe it's an emulation thing or maybe uh, it was just some other control. No. And that's what was bothering me because I couldn't figure out how to dodge. He, he does this one attack where he slides along the bottom. So I couldn't jump over him and it's instant death when you get hit. And so I start playing with buttons. I played with buttons. I hit one thing and then I just flipped, uh, under the screen. And I was like, okay, cool, that's perfect. So now I'm under the screen. I can drive under him. It doesn't make sense because I can't see myself. But as soon as he touches the part where I would be, still, it, it would kill me. Right. And I was like, all right, this isn't working. And then eventually, by accident, I ended up getting to the top of the screen and realized, okay, that's what you have to do. But even on the top of the screen, I could flip it so that I was off the edge of the screen. That is a trip. That's got to be an emulation thing because I certainly couldn't do that. I don't know. It's really weird. But once I figured it out and I was like, okay, this is like that scene in in, um, Gunstar Heroes, it got a lot easier. But still, it took a few times to get it right because there's a lot of memorization and he speeds up fast. Oh, yes. And you're such a big hitbox that your time to Mm. negotiate what level you're supposed to be on is almost a split second. You have to have some extremely fast reflexes to keep up with him. Um, yeah. and, and, and it's like you said, it, it became a bit of memory. You had to yeah. memorize his pattern, but it was to the point, And this is like the extreme gamer thing. This is what I like is they got to the point where it's like your fingers remembered it better than your head does because right. I'd be going through and I, I couldn't remember like, okay, he went that way. He's going to do this attack next. He's going to do that. I couldn't really remember, but my hands were doing it. So it was just like, okay, I'm in the zone right now. It's perfect. So yeah, all said and done, after all this that we've discussed, when we really did just go through the whole game, which is, Mm. it it all comes, shakes out to about like six or seven levels, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And you can beat this game in like a half hour. Once you know what you're doing, Once you know what you're doing. It's, It's about a half hour long. Uh, I think I probably put three to four hours into this game. Total. That's fair. I, yeah, I put in probably a couple because, again, I'm better than you. But uh, <laughs> but we both beat it. You beat the game. First game I've beat in a long time. Congratulations to Rambox. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, and I loved it. And, again, you know, back to what we were talking about before, a lot of people classify this as a Metal Slug clone when really it's just a whole mishmash of a ton of genres. And mm. that's something you don't see a whole lot of these days. That's something that I, 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 when I think of the genre mashups, I think of more like the NES era, you know, like games like Vice Project Doom and, mm-hmm. um, you know, what else? Like a Golgo 13 type thing. Yeah. Mm. You know, you, you don't see a whole lot of that. So it was really refreshing and fun and kept you on your toes. And I enjoyed the, even though the learning curve was kind of all over the place with every level, I enjoyed the challenge of constantly being thrown into a a new situation and having to figure it out. Yeah, and uh, the bonus there is that they were done well. I mean, as far as a Metal Slug clone goes, 
it's good. And the um, the platforming sections, they were done well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the rocket thing, that was kind of easy. But then the boss fight at the end, that was really fun. Yeah. Um, and you throw in the the really fun, colorful animations and backdrop and the, the multi-plane backgrounds that are going by. It was just, it's a good package. Yeah, for sure. Mm. It didn't have much once you beat the game. It was kind of, all right, congrats, and credits. Yeah. Like, even when I took my, I usually take a picture when I beat a game to see like the end screen and it, I was already on credits by the time I got my camera <laughs> ready. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm taking a picture of the senior editor or whatever. Hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, a fun little, I mean, I hate to say it, but a hidden gem. There you go. It's as, as good as it is. Would you sit down to play this again? Just as a, I want to have some fun, let me play Lilo and Stitch. Yes, I appreciate games like this that you can beat in like a half hour, you know, like just mm -hmm. the, and I like revisiting them every few years. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's like, like DuckTales is a similar thing. I don't have the fondness that mm -hmm. a lot of people have for DuckTales, but DuckTales is one of those games that you can just sit down and beat in like a half an hour and... Mm -hmm. People love that, you know? The game never changes. It's the same thing, mm -hmm. but you, you just... It's one of those games. It's a, it's a nice little palate cleanser. Yeah, it's a way to uh, pat yourself on the back, too. You know? <laughs> it's like, uh, I got half an hour. I really played through this. Oh, I did it. All right, yeah. look at me. And, I accomplished something. And, I mean, bang for your buck. You can't go wrong with this game. This game delivers on the money you're going to spend on it, which is next to nothing. I don't know. Once this episode uh, comes out and everybody starts looking for those hidden gems. CC portable effect. Hashtag CC portable effect. Uh, cool. Well, I think that wraps it up, which means it's time for our questions of doom. Richard, are you ready? I don't know. I'll do my best. All right. Question number one. Is this a good portable game? Wow, I didn't play it as a portable game, but yes, I would say so. Um, it, it's definitely something that if you are on your on your way, uh, doing a little commute, you can get a lot of the game, if not the entire game done. Um, and uh, there's a lot to look forward to, but it's not so easy that you can just, you know, empty your head. You, you still got to pay attention. So it's uh, it's got a little challenge there for you. I I'd say yes, yes. I should mention, too, there is a password system in it. Yeah, yeah, to level select, right? To level select. So so uh, that always helps, especially with portable stuff. Mm -hmm. There was uh, also a password. I didn't use it, but you can get 99 lives. Oh, that would be nice. I did not use mm. that uh, either, but uh, good to know. So there mm. you go. Question number two. Should this game belong in your collection? Yeah, I, I, if you are, uh, if you got a Game Boy Advance or something that plays Game Boy Advance games, uh, this is a game that shows you what video game quality and creativity should be, where you can just appreciate the fact that you got great animation, you got a good, simple uh, set of characters, fun gameplay. This is a video game. This this is a good example of a video game. Yes, one hundred percent. Go out and get this. 
as long as it's still under $10, it is a fantastic deal. Mm. So you should go out and, and even if you're going to emulate it, whatever. However you want to play it, get it and check it out. Question number three. Out of five, five being perfect, how would you rate this game? I would give this game uh, four. I would also yep. I would also <laughs> give it a four. Uh, it's it's pretty darn good, but I think the I think the only thing that really holds it back to me is the learning curve is all over the place. You go from really hard to really easy to really hard. You know, it, it's it, it's not a steady climb as you find in in most games. Yeah, my my view on the game probably changed as I was playing it. If I were to rate it based on my initial experience with those first couple levels, I probably would have said more of a three mm -hmm. because I just felt it was a bit unfair and I had a hard time, uh, like I said, with the difficulty learning curve and all that. But once you get into it and you realize what it is, like, okay, my appreciation for it went up. The reason I would still keep it down a little bit, though, um, the, the space le uh, spaceship levels could okay. be a little bit better. And I have no recollection of sound in this game the Ooh, visuals were point. great that's a good point but none of the sound is very memorable to me like i really can't think of any of the songs or the only thing that stands out is that um stitch machine gun sound effect yeah when it's just hitting the wall when you have to break through the door yeah you're right that's a good point mm. um yeah i'm in complete agreement yeah four mm. four it is uh, very good. Well, you know, as we've done away with the two-word reviews here on CC Portable, we're ever-changing, ever-evolving. I still love to get input from you guys out there in Cartridge Club world. And so uh, I asked you guys on Twitter to send me some of your other favorite Disney games. This is a Disney game. What other Disney games are out there? And uh, we got some great responses. I'm going to go through them right now. Uh, Nintendo Hodge. Hodge said Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Always a classic. Can't mm -hmm. be wrong there. Uh, PK versus the World said DuckTales. Although I believe this is from DuckTales 2, this gift that he put. So maybe this was a test. I don't know if I'm passing or failing. I'm going to say I'm <laughs> passing. Uh, but I'm pretty sure he said DuckTales 2. Uh, Rusty Lewis he had a few on here, and I don't think I've played a single one, so maybe you have, Rambox. He had Lion King Simba's Mighty Adventure. Uh, nope. Okay. The only Lion King game I know is the uh, Super Nintendo one. Yep, me too. That's the one I've played. Uh, Emperor's New Groove. Don't know anything about it. Me neither. Fantastic movie, though. Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. Was that a PlayStation game? I believe so, yes. I think it was based on the cartoon show. That looked fun, if, I rem if I'm <laughs> remembering correctly. Uh, Buzz Lightyear, run-and-gun shooter platformer. Oh, the run-and-gun? I, I am um, not side-to-side, -side, but like a 3D, uh, okay. you know. Okay, sure. Ratchet and Clanky run-and-gun. Right. Maybe. I might be remembering this completely wrong. And then finally, Hercules on the PS1. Now, that's a side-scroller. It I've is. looked into that, but I've never, I've never played it. But yeah, it's a 2D side scroller. Well, it seems like that would be made to be a video game with all the uh, 
you know, Greek bosses that you could do, all the titans and all the beasts that he slays throughout that film. It seems like that's made to be a, a video game. But um, yeah, I would like to play that one. Uh, Musty Hobbit said Wally. I didn't even know did Wally had a video game. You got me. Are you really? What? I'm Musty? quite a bit older than. Uh, the I need rest some of the squad here. I need some clarification here. What, what is the Wally video game, and what is that about? Uh, and then Cartridge Bros P1 said Little Mermaid. Uh, I've not played that one either. Oh, it's it's great. I was surprised. You know, maybe I should have been more specific. Um, but nobody put any portable Disney games. Uh, <laughs> well, I have a few I'd like to talk about. And w w what's funny is, you know, uh, they mentioned you know a couple Disney afternoon games. Those were always very popular: Ducktales, Chippendales, mm -hmm. Little Mermaid. And all of these had Game Boy ports, with the exception of Chippendales. Chippendales never had a Game Boy port. Tailspin, Little Mermaid, Darkwing Duck, Ducktales—they all had. Game Boy ports, huh. but Chip and Dale's didn't. What's up with that? Yeah, they sold enough copies, didn't they? I mean, they got a sequel. They got a sequel, and it was the only one. Uh, really strange, but all those games, fantastic ports. They're really just scaled-down versions of their NES counterparts. Uh, yeah, so that's if you Game like Boy. Those, yeah. If you, well, I love Game Boy. <laughs> CC Portable. Um, but those are really fun. But the one I really wanted to highlight that you can only play on a portable system in North America is Magical Quest 3. So the Magical Quest series with Mickey Mouse. Uh, yes, yes. Had home ports on the Super Nintendo and Sega in the Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse and then The Great Circus Mystery, which is the sequel. But Magical Quest 3 only ever came out in Japan. And uh, the only port that ever made it to North America was Magical Quest 3 on the Game Boy Advance. Where you can play as Mickey or Donald Duck. And it's uh that's a fantastic series if you've never played it. Did the um the Land of Illusion, that one had a Game Gear one. Uh or, or Land of Illusion was the Game Gear one. Land of Illusion. Castle of Illusion the... and Land of Illusion was a Yeah. Okay. Are you trying to think of one right now? I'm trying to. I'm yeah, I I know more the the regular console games. Well, um, you can feel free to. That's yeah. fine. I said Disney games. Oh well, uh, hands. I already mentioned it, but Aladdin is is probably the number one for me. Aladdin okay. on the Genesis. Uh, Darkwing Duck's really high. Uh, wait, wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. Um, Back to Aladdin for a second. You said the Genesis one, right? The Genesis. The, the one, Super yes. Nintendo and the Genesis are different. Yeah, I grew up with the Genesis one. I've still got my original copy. I did try to play the Super Nintendo version, but it does not look nearly as good and no. um that that was enough for me i mean and i want that sword. genesis glory you get a sword in the genesis you get one. a sword yeah that's true you don't get you, a sword get in the super nintendo oh that reminds me that reminds me when you were playing lilo and stitch did you ever stop to see if there was a standstill animation no Ah, see, I didn't either. And with all the great animation in there, I was thinking of right. Aladdin and how he would stop and bounce the apple or things like that. I, I bet you that there's probably some kind of standstill for Lilo and Stitch. So I might have to go back to it just to see that. Probably, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you have any other Disney games you wanted to give a shout-out to while we're here? Um, well, a lot of the ones that have already been said, all the DuckTales and Chippendales and that. Um, I suppose nowadays you could even throw Star Wars games in there. 
Oh, goodness. <laughs> or all the Marvel games. and all We're not going to go down that rabbit hole just yet. No, I'll stick with Aladdin. That's my go-to go. for Disney games. Fantastic. Well, that's it for Lilo and Stitch on the Game Boy Advance. But before we go, I think we got to do ourselves right and the Cartridge Club right by talking about what's coming up in the coming months. Now, I forgot last week. I'm going to look it up right now. I forgot last, or last week, last month, to shout out Cartridge Club Prime and what's coming up with them. I, I want to start giving a shout out, you know, doing the cross-contamination thing there. So let's see what's coming up in Cartridge Club Prime. Very exciting, I'm sure. Uh, so season six. So where are we? Okay, so coming yeah, up. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to. Oh, here we go. Uh, in June, they're going to be playing Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. Fantastic game. Did you ever play the Uncharted games? Can't say that I have. Really? Well, this was the yeah. best one. If you were only going to play one Uncharted game, I would pick this one. It was really fun. What, what is that available on? Uh, PS3 and PS4, I believe. Because you can get the Uncharted collection on PS4. So, doesn't look like Richard's going to be playing it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Maybe you'll be able to play. Nope, not this one either. But coming up in July, we got Batman Arkham City. Another phenomenal game. I've played Arkham City. Have you? I have. I beat the, the game. I was bewildered by the ending. And I prefer Arkham Asylum. Really? Really? I, I yes. no, no, I disagree. Uh, Batman Arkham City is by far the, the superior title of that uh, that whole series. Arkham Origins, Arkham it, it, it was spread out a bit too much for me. I understand running around Gotham as Batman, swinging around. That was fun, but you could do that in Asylum, and Asylum just felt tighter and more like, ooh, how is he going to get out of this one? No way. We might have to do like a Twitter poll to settle this because I no Arkham City hands down, it's just it's got it all. Uh, the, that ending was 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 wonky. We, we can't spoil it for the people who they're you're going to talk about it on the podcast box. It's wonky. Um. Okay. Well, we'll disagree to agree, but uh, coming up in August is going to be Chrono Trigger. That's a classic. You could probably play that one, right? You got 100 hours uh, to Oh, kill. boy, if I could just get past that RPG part. <laughs> yeah, but have you ever played? I'm not a big RPG guy either. Have you ever messed around with Chrono Trigger? No. No, I haven't. What's cool about Chrono Trigger, there's no random encounters. You can see everyone that you want to fight. Okay. Which, that, that, that makes a huge difference. So, did you ever play Super Mario RPG? About five minutes. Okay, well, it's exactly like that, like where you can see the enemies. I don't know. I, that, to me, makes a world of difference because I hate random encounters. That drives me nuts. feels like every mm -hmm. five seconds you're taking a walk somewhere in a game, you get a random encounter. So Chrono Trigger is a, a great introductory RPG for people who haven't played before, but it's also it understands what people like about RPGs and cuts out all the, the fat, I think. Okay. Um, I... You need a little more leverage, but okay. Cool. So Vox is going to be joining in on August to play <laughs> Chrono Trigger. No, that's no. He's going to be too busy playing CC Portable games. What do we got coming up in CC Portable? Well, as I said, this is the season two finale. So season three starts next month, and to kick off the summer, 
Uh, we're going to be doing a summer of platformers, three platformer games throughout the mm-hmm. summer months of June, July, and August. And what better way to kick off the summer than by celebrating the 30th anniversary of Tim Burton's Batman. We are going to be playing Batman on the Game Boy. Oh, the one where he's got a gun. The one where he's the, where Batman's got a gun. Batman's got a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gives so much love to the NES version of the game. But Mm -hmm. people are sleeping on Batman on the Game Boy. It's a fantastic game. doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah, I never got too far in that. But, uh, yeah, it it is fun. It controls well. You know, you you figure, okay, Batman's got a gun. Once you get past that. Heck, yeah. yeah. Lots of fun. And then uh, coming up in July, we're going to be playing Super Princess Peach for the Nintendo DS. Continuing my theme of never allowing a Mario um, starring title onto CC Portable yet. We're playing all the, we're giving love to all the, the side characters first. We played Luigi's Mansion, now we got Super Princess Peach coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are be, there a whole lot of those? Non, like non Mario? Well, that's what we're exploring on CC Portable. You got, okay. uh, I mean, I guess Captain Toad came out on, a, on the 3DS. Uh, there's some mm. Yoshi games, Yoshi's Woolly World, Gucci. Right, right, right. Um, okay. Yeah, there's some there's some stuff out there for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then in August we're gonna be playing the Angry Video Game Nerd Adventures, which is the first of the Angry Video Game Nerd duology. That uh, oh well, uh, it's a download title, so of course it's everywhere. Okay. Yeah. So you can play it portable you can play it not okay. portable so that's what we're going to be talking about in august by the way richard you guys were talking on retro yes. fandango and you were saying what is a you got a trilogy of films a quadrilogy of films what do you call it when it's just two movies it's a duology did we did we talk about that i think so if it wasn't you well you just learned something new <laughs> all right i'm pretty sure you were talking about some film series and there was only two in it and you were like what's it called when it's just two you know, like Wayne's World and Wayne's World 2. There's never a Wayne's World 3. A duology. A duology. Duology, trilogy, quadrilogy, and? Uh, pentilogy. Pentilogy. And then okay. when, you get to, that. when you get to uh, uh, six, do you know what it is? Oh, I think I know what's coming. A sextilogy. Oh, yeah. What has six, mo- what has six movies? Oh, you know what? Biohazard. The Resident Evil movies, six of those. Is there? I was gonna say how many uh, how many um, police academies are there? Ah, uh, yeah, six of those too. Right. Or, or se- seven. Mission six? of Moscow was six, wasn't it? Or was that Operation Miami Beach or whatever? <laughs> Jeez, stop counting after two. That's a duology. <laughs> there you go. Ah, very nice. Well, as always, you can find me on Twitter. I am at CC Portable Unite. I would encourage you to go there, shoot me a line, tell me if you want to be a guest on CC Portable or what game you want to play coming up. I'm always there to listen and take your suggestions. You can also head over to cartridgeclub.org where you can share your experiences right alongside us on the forums talking about each game of the month. You can also let me know if you want to play any games uh, there. And uh, that brings us to you, Richard. As if everybody else doesn't know, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at the Ramvox. 
Uh, you can also hear me on the Retro Fandango, which is available just about everywhere. Yes, the uh, runner-up for best podcast of the year. Two, pretty much winner of podcast of the year 2016. Were you guys the winner? Winner 2016, absolutely. It's on the books. I thought you guys had never won. Call my lawyer. Did you? Are you messing with me right now? I, I do believe I was told that we were podcast of the year 2016. Oh, I thought you guys have been the underdogs this whole time. You just no, no, we were the we were out. the first. We just we just didn't promote, you know. Oh, I see. Oh. No. Right, I would well. like to take this time though to invite myself back for a future recording because this has been a lot of fun. Oh, thanks, man. Well, it was great to have you here. Uh, thank you. I very much appreciate it. And I'll just I'll just leave a little little little, little heads up here. I would be very interested oh. if you were to ever play oh. Oh. Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith for the Game Boy Advance. What? Star because Wars? I, episode Three: Revenge of the Sith for the Game Boy Advance. Look it up. Uh, okay. Look it up. You're being serious right now because if I... I'm very serious. Oh, my goodness. Well, if there was only some month that coincided with the release of a Star Wars film. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, no. But... Episode 3, Revenge <laughs> of the Sith, Game Boy Advance. Don't look anywhere else. Game Boy Advance. Have you played it? I have played a little bit. Is it good? I'm very... Look it up. Oh it my up. goodness. Now you're going to make me go when look you up. see it. Uh-huh. When you see it, you'll understand. Okay. Well, there you go. We're going to leave it there. I'm going to go right after this, check YouTube and look up Star Wars Episode 3: Revenge of the Sith on the Game Boy Advance. Yes, please. Well, again, thank you Richard for being here. My uh, pleasure. Thanks yeah. very much for having me on. Absolutely. And we will see you guys next month for Batman on the Game Boy. CC Unite!